everyone. Welcome back to Capital Chatter. I'm your host, Violet Ravenstill. And I'm Emerson Wimswick. Okay, we know that Hannah has gotten back into her streak of, of not being here, but this time she has a good reason because she is recovering from she just got her booster shot. So, you know, that that's good. That's good for her. This is That's probably her best excuse yet. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, this week, we have a couple of announcements before we start, um, per usual. So, first of all, results from our poll from episode 32. The question was, are Gale and Katniss moral humans, not moral hummus, as that person <laughs> was originally confused with? Um, so, in last place, with no votes, whatever. And last pace was only Gale. So no one thinks that Gale is a moral human. Then um, <laughs> then yes and no, we're both tied for a second. So we're pretty split there. But the winner was only Katniss. So yeah, our listeners think that Katniss is moral, but Gale is not, basically. And which I, I don't disagree with. Um, yeah. And then next on the agenda, we also have another answer from one of our listeners responding to our Q&A question, um, if you're an Olympic sport, what would you want to be and why? So this person said, fencing. I've heard and watched this sport and love it, but I've never had the chance to play it. So I would definitely choose fencing. I, oh my God, like, so it's kind of been my like dream to like do fencing. Cause it's like, seems like such a bad tush thing to do. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, it's just like you have swords and, but like, I never did it. My sister read a, graphic novel i think it was about this excuse me i think there was cheese in my throat um so yeah uh this it was a a graphic novel about an all boys fencing academy okay and she it's it's called fence and it's like was it She's, yeah, I read it too. But like she was really obsessed with it for a while. And nice. it, it is pretty good. And there's um uh it's like an all boys fencing school. So the joke her joke that she made up was that it's all gay all the time. <laughs> <laughs> love yeah. love that. I love your sister. All right. She's great. <laughs> yeah. Um so um Oh, what was the other thing? So yeah, thank you for your responses. Keep them rolling in. Um, like, there's such like nice surprises for me. I'm like, oh, like look at that. Someone cares. Um, yeah. So thank you for that. Um, and all right. So one last thing. Um, I'm pretty sure I I actually didn't watch the the movie because I I don't have time. Maybe we'll watch it this weekend. I know I promised last week that I would watch it and then I didn't, but. Who knows? Maybe maybe this weekend it'll happen. But I'm pretty sure Mockingjay Part 1 lines up with um, Chapter 12 and then Mockingjay start, Part 2 starts with Chapter 13, which is like actually pretty soon. That's in two episodes. So in two episodes, we'll do two more books and then we'll have a movie review. And so we're kind of just going to like, you know how in the past we sort of like tried to go by section because there's like three sections in each book. Um, but this one, we're kind of just going to ignore it because like it's too complicated for me to plan out and I don't want to deal with it so yeah this week we're gonna be doing chapters seven and eight so let's get started 
Also, there's no recipe alerts for either of these chapters, which is dumb. But then there's like three recipe alerts for chapter nine. So, all right. Chapter seven. They land in District 8, and Katniss learns that they will be filming her at a hospital. She isn't sure at first with the idea, but is actually very inspiring and goes around having conversations with the wounded. It's time for them to go when Capitol planes show up and start bombing. Katniss is supposed to hide, but instead she fights, shooting down a couple of them. Afterwards, they realize the hospital was bombed and everyone in it is dead. Katniss is extremely mad and talks to the camera, coming up with the slogan, If we burn, you burn with us. So, yeah. Um, at the beginning of this chapter, we meet some new characters. Cressida? Is it Cressida or is it Cressida or Cressida? I think it's Cressida. Okay, that's kind of what I was thinking too, but like, I don't know. So Cressida, she like directs everything. And then Masala, Masala. Yeah, Masala. I'm, yeah. That sounds like Masala, like tea. Masala. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I, yeah. That's, yeah. Chicken tikka, chicken tikka masala. So, yeah, but it's, um, it's, it's spelled, it smells, <laughs> um, it's spelled different, but. Yeah, yeah, but I just, I don't know, whatever. That's how we're saying them, and you guys can correct us if we're wrong. Um, so then he's her assistant. So, um, they both seem, like, really cool. Yeah, I don't know, like, they seem just pretty, like, very chill. I feel like they, like, they just seem like nice people, so, yeah, they're gonna be cool to get to know. Um, so then she goes to the hospital and I don't, I don't know if I could handle this. I don't, I get nauseous very easily and all these wounded people would definitely set that off for me. And like, I would obviously want to be there. Like I'd want to help them and everything, but I don't know if I could. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Emerson? Do you... I could probably stomach it. Yeah. I, I feel like I could if I would like really try, but like just off glance, like, I don't know if I would like when they're describing like the flies over the blood and like oh my god like I might throw up so yeah this morning <laughs> they're like I'm pretty sure it's paint because walking home oh <laughs> yeah because because walking home it was like the same exact color so I I don't okay. think it was blood because you know yeah otherwise it would have like dried out and turned yeah. all dark brown yeah so yeah but okay we were walking we have to tell the story now we were walking this we were walking to school today and we started seeing these little splotches of red like every like three steps and we were like oh my god like it's blood like someone's bleeding out and it was like on the path that we were going so originally we thought because we walk with a bunch of friends and like first we thought it was like some of the people like hannah actually yeah the one who like was walking because i think she was like stepping on the dots yeah like stepping on the splotches so it was like Hannah like are you bleeding out but it wasn't (laughs) her um and then we like had a whole thing and then it like went up someone's driveway and like we wanted to investigate but I'm pretty sure it wasn't it's not blood so yeah yeah Yeah. it was also on the other side of the block too so like oh it was interesting yeah because remember it was like up the hill and then around the corner so yeah on the hill it was on the other side but there's also construction on that side of the so I'm pretty sure it was just like some sort of construction thing, yeah, maybe or paint or something. I don't know, but I doubt it was blood. It wasn't blood, um, <laughs> but we thought it was blood. So, um, do do do. Oh, so then we also meet Commander Paler, who is like in charge of the war effort in District Eight. She also seems like super cool. Just like we're meeting a bunch of cool characters that seem like very, like. 
I feel like very in vibe with Katniss, like not super capital E, but more like rebels, like we're doing this, you know? Yeah. So she seems cool too. <gasps> okay. So Gail has some foreshadowing that comes up later. But he says um something about like, is it a like is it a good idea to keep them all in one building or whatever? And like obviously it's not, because then later they all get exploded. So yeah. That's just some foreshadowing, I noticed. I love foreshadowing. It's, like, so easy to point out, but, yeah. All right. Um, so then this, there's this whole scene in the hospital. It's sort of, I pictured it like a montage with, like, a really sad, um, probably Mad World by Tears for Fears playing in the background. Do you know that one? No. Like, no, I do not. All around me are familiar faces, worn out places. It's that one. But anyway, um... Oh my god, yeah, so where she's, like, talking to all these people, and I just, I liked it a lot, because I think it shows, like, you know, because how scared she was to do it as well, mm-hmm. so, like, the fact that she sort of did it, and I think it shows that she's even stronger than she thinks she is, and, like, also how much it inspired people, like, it shows that, like, her and the Mockingjay are even more important than she could have imagined, so, like, mm-hmm. I, I think it was just a good, like, confidence boost for her, so, yeah. And also, I was right, because halfway through it, she, like, mentions, like, she's glad that she washed off her makeup, and I mentioned last episode how she should wash off her makeup, and that definitely wasn't because I've read this book, like, 12 times, so, yeah. All right, um, then she's walking around, and everyone is, like, really invested in her and Peta's relationship, and I just love that, because it's, like, how sad everyone is to hear about how she had her miscarriage and like how they know that like PETA wasn't like he was like talking under is it duress what is that word like like duress like when you're like talking about how they did something but because they were forced to yeah yeah wasn't that one of our vocabulary words it was for English last year yeah oh my (laughs) god you're right oh my god that's probably why I thought of it okay that's yeah it was you're so right um but anyway yeah so um I just think it's nice like how invested they are and it's sort of like that would be me like I would be so invested in their relationship and it's really supportive so compared to like her and Gail's relationship they're all like oh you guys are such sweet cousins like uh, so yeah Alrighty. um and again sort of Katniss is super super like She's so powerful. She's such a powerful figure and she doesn't give herself enough credit. And I think that, yeah, going here, seeing how much she mattered to these people is like really going to help her and like push her to want to be the Mockingjay more, you know? Confidence boost, like you said. Yeah, exactly. I can really use one of those right now. Literally, same. Oh my God. Okay. <sighs> now I'm tired. I, I got six hours of sleep last night. You knew that already, but the listeners didn't, and they should know that, because I'm, like, running on, literally, like, I ate three Kit Kats. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. Three Kit Kats and half, not even a third of a bag of barbecue chips, but, like, the mini bags. So, I love my life. All right. So, like, but then the thing is, this is, like, so nice, right? Like, we're meeting all these people. Katniss is being inspiring. And then it's like, boom, no. Now it's a war scene. Like, 
rah rah like the ships are coming what am i saying the the planes are coming not the ships i was thinking do you call ship oh i was thinking like spaceship but it's not a space it's a hovercraft the the planes and hovercrafts are coming and it just like suddenly changes direction so quickly like you're like oh this is gonna be such a nice outing but and it's like no now everyone's gonna die there's death yeah dun 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 anyway so then Candace and Gail decide not to listen to what they're supposed to do and they decide to go up to the roof and shoot all of the planes down and I think that well it might not actually it was probably would you have done that would you have made this decision Emerson um like if you were Candace and Gil yes because like you know like if I wouldn't want to just like sit there and hide and like agree watch everything fall apart around me so yeah I just think I would have wanted to like rather than like because obviously they didn't do a lot like the hospital still got bombed so maybe like I would have tried to go into the hospitals try to get them to evacuate well, but you ha- you would have had no way of knowing. Like, if you were Katniss, you would have had no way of knowing that the hospital was going to be a target. Yeah, but it's just sort of like, where is everybody else? Like, you know? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I guess you're right. But that's kind of probably what I would have done. Because also, I can't shoot anything. Like, I have... Actually, that's not true. I can shoot things. I'm good at shooting. But I can't shoot moving targets. And I'm not as good as Katniss. Anyway. um, And I just think that this whole decision to do that is very in character for them. So I'm glad that they made this decision because I think them not making it like if them if they were to hide it would have seemed very uncharacteristic of them and also Mm -hmm. the fact that they just adapted so quickly to the situation you know that they were just like zoom like now we're fighting like well yeah I I guess I feel like it's more like a a habit for them to just like or especially for Katniss like after being in the games like it's kind of just become second nature to just shoot things and for Gail too like Boom, like we're we're going, man. So yeah. <laughs> man, I kind of forgot the Hunger Games happened for a second. <laughs> you were like back in the games and I was like, oh my god, you're right. Like she's been in two Hunger Games. Wow, that, that seems like such a long time ago. <laughs> it's been like two years. So um then Katniss, she shoots down some of the ships, and Gail misses a couple, which made me happy. Ha ha. Ha ha. He's not as good as Katniss. He he he. Um but anyway, so then she climbs down, whatever. And then she makes this really, really, really good speech. And, like, this speech is so good. Like, considering that it was completely improvised and, like, like she just, like, made it up on the spot. This is so good. It was like, nice, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, so inspiring, too. And the thing is, okay, so, you know Max. Yeah, yes. You know Max. What of am I saying? Of course I know Max. You know Max. We walk with him. But anyway, Max is our friend. He swims with us. Anyway. With you. I don't swim. Oh, yeah. He swims with me and Hannah is what I- <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he is a freshman. Oh, my God. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well, they're, they're never going to meet him. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he is taking oral communications. And he had to do this speech recently Ooh. that was, like, an improvised speech. And, like, I remember having oh, to yeah. take that. And it's like, oh, like. Actually, I didn't have to take it because I did oral comm online. We were in the same oral comm class online. We were? Yes, Oh, my we God, were. we were. Oh, my God. Wait, you're right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I completely forgot about that. No, but so 
yeah so he had to do i we didn't have to do that though right i don't think yeah the impromptu but like we've we've had to do impromptu essays and stuff like that so i'm guessing like the impromptu speech is basically just like an impromptu essay but yeah but like a speech and he had to do his speech on on whether or not like art classes should be required in high schools and he said like yes but like and that's not the point like just thinking about that like i would have completely bombed my impromptu speech and like not in a good way like in a bad way and also no pun intended but bombed (laughs) i'm so funny um not intentionally not intentionally (laughs) completely (laughs) on accident (laughs) um yeah but I just think it's very impressive. And I guess the adrenaline helped her and everything, but it's a really, really good speech. Okay. Man, Emerson, we are flying through these. Okay. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But anyway, so last thing. Um, so she ends with this catchphrase, like, fire is catching. And if we burn, you burn with us. Catching. Fire is catching. Fire is catching. Catching. <laughs> Fire is catching. Um, and if we burn, you burn with us. And like that is such a better catchphrase, catch phrase than <laughs> um than the people of Panem one. You know, like yeah. like, compared to like fire is catching and we burn, you burn with us is so much better than people of Panem, we fight, we dare to end our hunger for justice. Like, sorry man, but Katniss kind of blew knocked it out of the park there. So yeah, I think it was really good. Um, yeah it was like really good and she does a really jennifer lawrence does a great job of delivering it in the movie too so i love that scene yeah all right um so that was chapter seven wow okay so now wow um (laughs) now we have this emerson you last week kind of wanted to do a music segment yes and like you are one who is knows more about instrumental instrumental classical music more than I do I listen to music with words in it so I kind of like take the lead on this I don't know what you want to do with it like you could talk about some of the specific things in the um soundtrack or like just listening in general and like what you recommend I don't know but you this is all you this is you I feel so flattered that you gave me my own segment I know (laughs) (laughs) um if you guys ask for them more I would give them to you but Anyway, go. You're, okay, go yeah. Um, so, music segment. Um, I like to listen to music a lot during school with my headphones because it means I don't have to listen to people. Um, and in yeah, preparation uh-huh. for, I didn't even know that we were going to do it this week, but oh. I guess I started, like, earlier this week, I started listening to the soundtrack. I'm like, it was kind of weird, just like, walking down the hallway to like this very um this was for uh the soundtrack for hunger games so not catching fire not catching fire and not mocking jay it was for hunger games um okay although i guess i could probably do that too yeah anyway we could have a different one if you want to do that yeah sure for probably for mocking jay because this that's the book we're on yeah catching Um, fire we're kind of sorry catching fire but yeah 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 (laughs) um but yeah, so basically it was kind of weird, you know, like listening to it while I was like doing homework or whatever, because it's very like ominous and sets the mood for like uh, the Hunger Games. Yeah. And I mean, while doing homework for 
AP Human Geography is kind of like the Hunger Games. Like, it's not exactly the same thing. So it's very, very true. It's very true. Actually, like, I was thinking it'd be really good to listen to if we put like during D and D. Yeah, I. You know the one of the times where we were playing D and D, I played. Uh, the play. I have this playlist called Emerson's Soundtracks, and it's basically the soundtracks from like movies that I was like particularly impressed with the soundtrack. So, or like movies and TV shows. Yeah. So some of the things I have on the playlist are uh, Spider Man, uh, Far From Home. Nice. I have uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah, I have Loki. Um, yeah. Clone Wars, Lord of the Rings. That is a very, it's very. Also, Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Nice. I don't know how to say that. Um, his Dark Materials. Uh, Loki. Nice. And yeah. then this one video game that me and my sister play called Child of Light. Nice. So, sorry, but Hunger Games didn't quite make the cut. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like, okay, out of. 10 how would you rate this like 10 being the best like how would you rate the soundtrack for the hunger games um i think a seven all right because it's very good it definitely sets the mood for like the movie specifically but in general like there's really nothing that like unique about it that like makes it like particularly memorable in terms of yeah and i listen to a lot of classical and yeah music and stuff like that so okay because like i was gonna say you know like compared to like the star wars soundtracks where like everyone knows that yeah you know like everyone knows that song like so it's sort of yeah um and then okay one more question like would you like what would you recommend for someone that's interested in like listening like starting to get into listening to um like more soundtracks like this like like how do you do it because i really only listen to music when i'm either i want to like jam out or i'm like listening to it while i do my homework so like what would you rec- like how would you how did you get into listening to like how would you recommend for someone who wants to do that okay well um when i was first starting violin i listened to lindsey sterling a lot because it was inspiring um, Lindsay Sterling is like a, a pop violinist, kind of. Wait, did she do that thing that Mr. Hayden showed us? Yes. Oh, she was the one that like danced? Yeah, she she was on Dancing with the Stars. She won silver. And she's also, she's a violinist. Her concert, I've seen her in concert twice. It's so cool because she like leap around the stage and stuff while she's playing the violin and it's really awesome um so that was very inspiring to me when I first started um playing the violin so that's like kind of uh like how I started just like listening to mainly instrumental music um but you know for listeners who are interested in like get like trying out this style of music i guess yeah i would like just like while you're watching tv shows or like movies if like something with the sound really really stands out to you 
then um, I would listen. I would find the soundtrack on Spotify or YouTube or Amazon Music. Um, because, and then like listen to the soundtrack because it's obviously it's obviously pretty different from when you're watching a TV show because you can hear all of the layers, whereas when you're watching the TV show, like, the music adds to the TV show, but, like, it's not the music that you're mainly focusing on. It's the TV show. So it's definitely, like, listening to the the soundtrack. You can hear, like, all the layers, and it's just, it's super cool. Nice. Oh, my God. Thank you. That was, like, really, really good, Emerson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um. I will, like, maybe try it out. I don't know. For me, it's always, like, my favorite thing to do is play occasionally, like, soundtracks of music. Like, I I play the Loki theme on the piano and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. or, like, the Sherlock, how we did that. Like, that's kind of how I um, usually interact with that kind of music. But thank you. That that was actually, like, that was way good. So, I was, like, actually interested. I was kind of worried that I'd be, like, "Eh, I don't know. But (laughs) that was really good, Emerson. Um. Yeah, so if, again, like, with segments, guys, if you have, like, listeners, if you have any ideas for things that you want us to specifically talk about, like, we don't know what you want, because you guys are literally all over the place, and I've never seen any of you before in my life, except maybe Emerson's mom, um, so, (laughs) and, like, uh, yeah, that's kind of it, so, if you, like, have an idea, like, oh, like, I really want you guys to specifically talk about, like, weapons in the hunger, like, I don't know, we'll figure it out, we'll, we'll figure it out, or, like, We'll do, we'll figure it out. Just, like, give us ideas because, honestly, like, I, my brain is drained. My brain is so drained. Um, oh, um, that, that reminds me, what are we going to do for exam, like, for finals week? Are we going to, um, I, mean, I don't know. We probably do it on Tuesday because yeah, it's Tuesday. Like the day, that's, or like, the do- day before exams start, so. Yeah, I, or we could do MLK day if that works because we have off then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll, I'll, we can talk about that afterwards. Yeah. All right. So now chapter eight. That was a great. Thank you, Emerson. That was a wonderful segment. I actually, I really enjoyed it. So you're welcome. Chapter eight summary. They get back to 13 and Katniss heals for a while before going to command for a meeting. There they show the propo that they made. It's really good. Everyone applauds and they come up with some other ideas that they will be cutting together using the footage that they got. Um, Katniss goes back to the hospital and sleeps before waking up to the sight of Hamish. He yells at her for taking out her earpiece and threatens to get one permanently put in her ear. At dinner, Finnick visits her and they watch a new, another new propo. They are about to turn it off when, enough, when an interview with PETA comes on the TV. He looks sickly, pale, and not like himself. He's trembling and obviously is not well. Finnick and Katniss pretend they didn't see it and no one mentions it. Spooky, spooky. All right. So Katniss and Boggs. Boggs was a character that we got to see a lot of development with last episode. Um, And like, I just love how this relationship is getting to grow because like, it's very much a father-daughter relationship. Like, I know that we've compared um, Katniss and Cinna as a father-daughter relationship, Katniss and Hamish as a father-daughter relationship. But I also think we could do a um Katniss and Boggs as a father-daughter relationship because like there's this whole thing where like he carries her back to the hovercraft she throws up all over him like you know just like that kind of that kind of thing and like but then also like in the hovercraft when she falls asleep like he like lays some 
like blankets on they're not blankets they're like burlap sacks but that's that's not the point like yeah like how how wonderful (laughs) thank you bogs i really appreciate that gesture but you know like i think it's the thought that counts exactly it's the thought that counts like he cares about her and i think he cares about her more than like oh we just need to keep the mockingjay safe like so i i definitely see that bogs and katniss also having the potential to have a father-daughter relationship yeah okay so Katniss gets back and this must be so hard for Katniss's mom because imagine that you're just like hearing like oh like your kid went out into a war zone and then no one told you until she got back and now she has shrapnel in her leg like oh oh, that's fine sure do whatever you want Katniss isn't even 18 yet right do you think she's 18 uh wait she's probably close to it I think she's, I think she is 18. I think she's, is she 18? Wasn't she 16? She was 16 when the book started. And it's two years later. Is it two years though? I feel like we already had this discussion. Well, no, because Catching Fire, she's 17 then. Throughout the whole time, because Catching Fire takes place a year after the Hunger Games. So she's 17 then. But then the Catching Fire games only goes, like, it's like only like three weeks, right? And then she gets broken out. Right. Oh, but how much time do you think she spent healing? Like a week or like a two weeks or whatever. So then, that's only like five weeks. So I don't think she would be. She's eighteen. She's eighteen. I think she's. Are you sure? Did you look it up? Yes. Okay, Emerson. (laughs) Well, fine. She's eighteen, but whatever. She's practically like she's. She's. I'm sure she's not like old eighteen. Like she's almost nineteen. She's like young eighteen. Yeah. She's maybe. Yeah, recently I was turned. Say, maybe. Yeah, I, don't, I, I wish say, we talked uh, about her birthday. Jeez. Maybe she had her birthday while she was unconscious. That would be so sad. That would be depressing. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, still that sucks for Katniss's mom because, like, obviously, as a mom, you wanna make sure your kids are safe and, yeah. So they're at this meeting, and Katniss sits down, and Gail is talking to President Coin, and then. Gail comes over and Katniss is like the most passive aggressive thing and I love it so much because she goes making new friends like to Gail and oh my god I love it so much like just like the joy that it brings like the way she's just like making new friends like and Gail's like uh you know because like yeah I, I love it so much like way to way to throw some shade Katniss so yeah all right so the camera team we get to hear a little bit more about them and just sort of Katniss is thinking about like oh like they were like really good they're very brave they they obviously like followed her onto the roof to get footage of her shooting down the planes they're very fearless like they'll do what they they need to like for the cause which I think is really important and like they're the thing is like the sad thing is they kind of are only ever background characters like they get a couple times to shine but you know like I wish we just got to learn more about them like compared to Finnick yeah. how much he's focused on Peta, Katniss obviously like but they just never quite get that moment to shine which is sad so yeah and then we get two new characters um that sort of round out the filming team Castor and Pollux um who are the cameramen and Pollux is an Avox and their brothers and so that that's really sad um but I also think it's good that they were able to get him out of the capital like the fact that he was able to escape so he's not there anymore is 
that's good, but it is sad. So, yeah. How many Avoxes have we met? We met the red haired girl. What do we name her? A- Avon. <laughs> but I thought we should change her name because of my fan fiction. So. Yes, yes, yes. Fern. Sorry. I just, all I can think about is how Hannah said Avon that first time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so Fern. And then um, Darius, right? Didn't they make mm-hmm. Darius into one? Yeah. And now also Pollux. So three. I think. Yeah. yeah. That that we met. That we have. Well, uh, yeah. There's millions There's, of Avon. Yeah, obviously. But, but we, we specifically know three of them. And I, I like the kind of like background role they play as just like a constant reminder. Like the capital is not nice. The capital is not your friend. So, yeah. Okay, so then they're like, I love how the book sort of describes what the propo is like. Um, and I can't remember if we get to actually see it in the movie or not. But either way, like, it's just pretty awesome. Um, I've always thought that movie making slash like video making would be such a cool profession in this. Yeah, I don't know. But I can't remember if we get to see it in the movie or not. But it's just like, it's very cool. The whole idea of it. I feel like I'd be really good at making propaganda videos. So yeah i can't remember i hope we get to see it in the movie all right and then i I love that how they all just decide to cover for her and not tell anyone that she disobeyed orders obviously like they're doing it because well i don't know why they're doing it i don't know their motives but i just like that they didn't throw her under the bus you know yeah because it well and if they did throw her under the bus then publicity you know propaganda Exactly. She has to be seen as this, like, super bad-tish, like... I mean, she is super bad-tish, but... She used to be, like, constantly seen that way. Yeah. yeah I mean, I it agree. is pretty bad-tish to, like, disobey orders to save lives, but... Yeah. You know, that's not the point. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Um, and, yeah, so there's it's just, like, a lot of camaraderie, which I kind of love, so... Um... Then what do we... So there's three different propo ideas that are thrown out. So we can sort of discuss them individually. First one is, um, it's called You Know What They Are and What They Do, which is just about the hospital. And it's they said it would be like Katniss like, talking to the people and then the hospital getting bombed. Um, what do you think of this one? Um, I think that it's like... I mean... It's very, it's definitely very, like, anti-capital. Yeah. But I I think it could be, there could be, like, there could be more, more, more focus around, like, Katniss and her heroism and, like, inspiring others to do the same rather than just, like. They're bad. Yeah. Capital is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Like, yeah, because the whole point is they're trying to rally the districts. Yeah. Fine. And I guess that this would kind of do it, but, like, at the same time, it, I feel like it also just might make the districts kind of scared, like... That they would get exploded. Like, yeah. <laughs> so instead, they like, I feel like I agree with you. Maybe they would want more Katniss, like, fighting back to be like, Katniss can fight back, you can too, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think, like, it's necessarily a bad idea. And I think it's definitely would be very evocative, so, like, you'd get a lot of emotions out of it. Yeah. Um. So then the second one is called fire is catching which is sort of what we just talked about um which is just katniss's best moments basically they use stuff from the games and 
I don't know. I definitely... Uh, the thing is, I don't know how much it would resonate with audiences because it's not new footage. You know? Mm, it's like, oh, yeah. like, like, we already saw this. You know? So... Yeah. It has the potential to be good. I'm a little skeptical, though. And then the last one is um, called We Remember, which... And there's gonna be like 12 of them, I guess. And like each one focuses on a tribute. And I feel like these, this is actually a really good idea because like you've got Finnick who can talk about them and like that it makes each district wanna be like, oh yeah, like the Capitol like killed this person, basically. So, yeah, I, I like the third one. I think like, I think the third one is probably the best or like, yeah, I think probably the third one is the best because it's it's just like it like yeah. it it like communicates to all of the districts and like they're trying to rally people from all the districts. So I feel like this is a good strategy because it like it speaks to people from all the different districts and like Exactly. Yeah. I agree. All right. Um. So if I woke up and Hamish was just like staring at me, oh my lord, I would literally die on the spot. Be like, oh my god, why are you staring at me while I sleep? Um. This would be very very scary. Also, for those of you who have read Twilight, um, it's kind of like a creepier version of Edward watching Bella, because Edward watches Bella while she sleeps, but it's like a creepy version of it because Hamish is not Edward. Hamish is. Hamish. So, yeah. And then, all right. And then, well, okay. See, the, the worst part about it, though, is that he's only, like, watching her sleep so that he can yell at her as soon as she wakes up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was like, oh, like, I want to make sure you're okay. It's like, no, I must be ready to make you, like, to be mean to you the second you wake up. Like, oh, wonderful. Thanks, Hamish. <sighs> all right. And so then do we think that Hamish has like is right to be mad about her taking out the earpiece like do you think he's justified in that anger i can't decide so i need to know what you you don't think i i don't think that i mean it could have been like scary for him to to, like lose contact because he obviously kind of see like he obviously cares about her but like still it's like if she hadn't taken out the earpiece, then she wouldn't have, like, gone onto the roof or, like, I don't think she would have, like. Yeah, this is why I'm, like, split, too. Or, but like, made the speech because. I, okay, yeah, making the speech, I think, would be hard with Hamish yelling in your ear. But for me, it's sort of like, okay, Katniss, like, you can still disobey orders. With an earpiece in? With an earpiece in. <laughs> like, the earpiece is not going to electrocute you if you disobey order. Like, yeah. So that's kind of, like, I think that she could have kept it in and then just done She could have turned down the volume. Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I probably, I'm sure that, like, it's, like, only Hamish controls the volume or something. So, yeah, that's just, like, my, like, why didn't you just, like, do it and keep the earpiece in? My so. question is, though, what would Hamish have done if he was in that situation? Would he True. have taken out the earpiece? True, because he would have taken it out. Yes, he would And have. you know that. <laughs> so. So why is he yelling at her? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But 
yeah if i'm janice would have used that thing and been like hey mitch you know if you were in my situation you would have taken it out like shut up so (laughs) yeah um all right so i love so then cat finnick and katniss have their um dinner time in the infirmary and i love how matter of like when they're watching this new propo which is that you know who they are and what they do what is that who they are and what they do that sounds so familiar to me who they are and what they do maybe you recognize it from marking day yeah i'm like am i just experiencing deja vu you have read it like 12 times yeah what they do okay i'm looking it up oh my god it's who they are and what i don't know this has been bugging me for a really long time i don't know but anyway not the point the point is um i just love how sort of matter of fact finnick is about the propo he's like yep like that was important for people to see but like he also wasn't like woo, like great job you know so yeah yeah and i I also feel like right now like finnick is gonna be a much better friend and support system for katniss compared to gail um yeah like so like I, like Gail is great. He's a great friend friend for Katniss. Like they've been friends for a long time. He obviously gets her, but like at the same time, Finnick can just understand on a deeper deeper level what Katniss is going through. Like he's been through the Hunger Games twice. Katniss has been through the Hunger Games twice. He's won the Hunger Games twice, not technically twice, but he's won it once. And like Katniss has won, like you know. And it's also like at the same time, like yeah. like we can't forget like Annie Cresta, who Finnick loves, is prisoner right now by the capital and the same thing goes for PETA so it's just like mm-hmm. I just don't think that like I think that he just can un- he can be a better comfort for her than Gail can yeah I also think that Gail is like right now he's like not being the best friend in the world <laughs> I agree so yeah he's I think he's focusing a little too much on the idea of the revolution and or re- rebellion and like i don't think he's yeah. paying enough attention to katniss and how she's feeling so i mean that may be a little like like i mean of course he should care about the revolution but like also his friend needs his help so i feel like that's yeah like yeah she's obviously experiencing a lot of emotional trauma like you can stop talking about guns for one second and help her so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, what was it? Oh my god. All right. So, all right. So now we get this whole, um, sorry, one second. Oh, my braid got stuck on, like, <laughs> oh, you know how, like, your zipper thingy, Mabobber, when it's open, it has all those little pokey pieces? yes my braid got like stuck on it it was just not not great all right so now the sad part happens which is that Peta is not okay right now he is obviously experiencing a lot of physical and mental abuse which makes me really 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 sad because Peta was one of the kindest people there like out of all the victors he was the sweetest and now he has to go through all this torture so that is very sad not 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 a great way to end this book or not book oh my god chapter, chapter episode the, the book is not over everyone um yeah 
but that would be so crazy if it just like ended ended. there it's like ta-da like you get to make it yeah okay so i think it's like really sad and obviously it like sparks the question like obviously he's experiencing a lot of mental damage like will he be able to come back from that because like i think katniss will help him yeah because yeah because katniss has always been a cynical person so like Obviously, the Hunger Games affected her in the sense that, like, she experienced she's experiences PTSD and all these things. But, like, PETA was, like, a much sweeter, like, kind I mean, of, like, softer person. So, But he also experienced, I mean, even though PETA is, like, a very kind of softer person, he still also experienced, like, PTSD. Like, he wakes up yeah. with a paintbrush in his hand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of a dagger. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I agree. Just it's just something to think about because, like, we've seen how much like it has affected Finnick, and so it's like, you know, uh-huh. yeah. All right. So then Peta says all this stuff about like, Candace, like you need to know if you trust the people that you're working with, and like, what's so scary is like she doesn't trust them very much. Like President Coyne is doing all this stuff to undermine her, mine, undermine her. Gail is obviously not being the greatest friend right now um plutarch is suspicious fulvia cardu is suspicious you know it's like she doesn't trust a lot of these people so like peter brings up a really good point which is like does she actually know what's going on so maybe he's giving her i mean because you know the capital they watch everything so i wonder if he knows what's going on interesting interesting that's, I said that's, the theory. What's your theory, Emerson? My theory is that he somehow, you know, knows what's going on because, you know, the capital is manipulating his brain and, like, saying, oh, this is what's happening. Katniss is in danger and, like, these people are putting her in danger. Cause, And then he's, like... I mean, obviously, like, he doesn't want to listen to the Capitol, but A, he's being, like, tortured or whatever. Uh, B, words that are spoken. Um, I'm sorry, my brain is just... (laughs) I, I know, my brain is also, like, so close to death right now. Um words yeah i'm getting there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh first of all he's being tortured second of all like goodness gracious um like i mean obviously he doesn't trust the capital but like he knows katniss better than anyone and he probably if he was indeed seeing what was happening to her like he would probably be concerned and like trying to send her some sort of message about yeah all right so you think that pete is sending a secret message yeah and it it couldn't it yes i think pete is sending a secret message it could possibly not even be related to the people that katniss is working like that Katniss is working with, it could be related to something completely different, but that's the whole point of the secret message, right? Yes, it's secret. Yeah. Yeah. 
cool i love that theory that's a good one um yeah so then i'm sorry i just had a lot of trouble forming sentences right there that's good you're good you're good um anyway so finnick is very smart he basically is like okay just pretend that you didn't see Peta. like okay thanks like that that was really smart and like again like he's being a great friend he's being a great ally he sort of understands how this whole like bureaucracy bureaucracy works and like he sort of understands like what you have to do and like he just saves her a lot of emotional stress here so like good job Finnick. something interesting like you said bureaucracy and like he's kind of used to how the whole thing works like yeah. i bet that's how he kind of had to act in the capital yeah. yep that's kind of what i was thinking of yeah but obviously it's like the revolution against the capital so that's very sus <laughs> yeah yeah but it's just sort of like he like because you know like the capital it's just like the sort of same operation where like none of them mentioned it like the whole point is that like they're like capital Han- i just almost said hannah's the mockingjay katniss <laughs> hannah's the mock- the mock- <laughs> yeah hannah's the mockingjay guys sorry <laughs> spoiler um no anyway like you know because the cat like you'd think that like katniss is the mockingjay you'd think that if Peta, who is her supposed lover shows up on television they're gonna tell her about it but they don't and like that in itself is like okay maybe she's right to not trust them you know mm-hmm. so yep all right so um that's the end of chapter eight emerson do you have anything else to say about chapter eight no all right sorry this first part of mockingjay is a lot of like social Ooh, like who said what you know it's like not a lot of that's okay um like fantasy politics is so much more interesting mm-hmm. than real life yeah, politics because there's Perfect. no consequences <laughs> yeah very true i agree um but i so that's what mockingjay one is a lot about but then mockingjay part two has more not necessarily like action and like i mean it does have more action but like it also just like it picks back up again in speed. So mm-hmm. this is still a lot of like, what's going on, you know? Yeah. All right. So now it's time for a quote. This week's quote is from Hamish. Oh, I was so sad because last week had so many good quotes and this week there were not a lot of good quotes. So this week's quote is, yeah, we wouldn't want to lose our little mocking Jay when she's finally begun to sing. And he says this obviously in a menacing voice because he's mad that she took out the earpiece. Um, but I don't know. It's a good little quote. I love the metaphor. How he's talking about finally beginning to sing. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's layers, also... Layers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best, Emerson. So, um, yeah. And I just, like, picture him saying it. I don't know if he says this in the movie, but... You know, I just picture Woody Harrelson saying it in that Hamachy voice. And, like, with that grin, and I'm like, yep, yeah, like, that's a very Hamish line, so, yeah. And it's, like, also very, like, menacing, though. Yeah. You know? Like, the way that it, it's, I don't know, it's just, like, it's just weirdly menacing. And he says it in a menacing way, too, which helps with that. All right, Emerson, do you have anything else to say about any of this before we sign off? Uh, no. Yeah, one thing I'll say, guys, email in. Tell us if you want any segments to be done. Um, otherwise, oh, Emerson, what should our um question? What should our poll and what should our um 
Oh, okay, okay. I have an idea for the poll. What if for our poll we do um, which father figure of Katniss is your favorite? And we can do Boggs, yeah. Sinna, and Hamish. Yeah. But then for open-ended question, what do you think? We could do what's your favorite movie soundtrack or... Oh, yeah, that's good. Or, yeah. I think okay, so. I'll, let me quick write this down. Um, Emerson, quick talk about something. Um. Okay, well, I... Did you see the email I sent you at, like... Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, like, 3 you... in the morning. And you know what's funny? <laughs> I was awake then. <laughs> well, Sophia was, too. She emailed back. Oh, she I did. don't know. I it might have been, like, a private reply. Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, it was weird because I was having trouble falling asleep, and, like, I woke up, and so then I, like, I went downstairs just to, like, get some water or something and just shake out my legs, and then it was, like... Yeah, it was it was this whole thing. So, but yeah, it's very it's very hard because my bedroom is upstairs, so it's like very hard to go down the stairs and stuff. Ah, yes. Without waking people up, so I mean, I think I was successful, but I had it's not every day that I like wake up at two in the morning and like. I feel that. Just. Yeah. And who's lost Sina? Okay. Yeah, um, that was funny because I actually was awake because I wasn't feeling well. I felt like I was going to throw up because, oh. um, yeah, because we had Chipotle and Chipotle is like always messes with my stomach. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I just like wasn't feeling great. And then I was like, like, you know, after like I didn't throw up. This is what happens to me all the time. Is I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up, but then I don't throw up. Um, But yeah, so then I like was just sitting on my phone waiting for it to go away I like took an Advil and stuff but then um then I got your email at like three in the morning I was like oh hey Emerson (laughs) you're awake too (laughs) yeah party at three in the morning um yeah yeah that was fun (laughs) (laughs) pretty great I love your idea we can talk more about that later but um yeah so did you read the entire thing sorry I did (laughs) you're you're good (laughs) I did read the entire thing I did um yeah but I think that's the end. So that finishes off today's episode of Capital Chatter. And remember, Panem today, Panem tomorrow, Panem forever. To learn more about Capital Chatter, visit our website. If you have thoughts about what we discussed this week, email us at capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com, all lowercase. If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us a rating. Thanks.